0: Greetings, Lucasarians. Um, Uncle Lucas here. Um, We're going to talk about today, um, we're going to speak on the ongoing um, political and uh, warfare um, goings-on of Hamas, um, Palestine, and Israel. Um, It's basically for three fronts, um, three agendas, and what we're seeing is basically PR campaigns um, going into all matters of this, which is basically making this a uh, physical PR war. Um, we have <clears throat> Hamas using PR to um, boast in its um, hold and its uh, agendas, and we have i um actively trying to stop um, innocence from. Uh, Being harmed as collateral damage in this conflict and we have Israel being reactive to an attack to its innocence uh, people and the whole matter is basically boiling down to an age-old war um, which goes back if you want to go biblically to Ishmael and Isaac but in a sense something that um, isn't seen nor mentioned uh, when you look at that aspect is Ishmael and Isaac were brothers Um, Palestine and Israel are brothers um, of the same bloodline if you would biblically put it that way Um, different beliefs but at the end of the day we have two warring sibling factions um, being basically having the fire fan by a outside instigator which is um could have ties to either side if you look at it um politically there's hamas people in israel there's hamas people in palestine there's hamas people in saudi arabia jordan and uh, lebanon neighboring areas but um the thing is is just like Afghanistan, when we pulled out, we um, left the region and ISIS factors took over. Um, what we're going to see in the years to come is ISIS and Hamas type people are going to try to legitimize to actually be a country the same way we um, had Israel try to become their own country and stuff like that. Um and here's the thing, Palestinians do have a stake and do have a valid claim to having to wanting to be their own nation, to wanting to have their own peace and protection within their country without being a captive. True. But we watching as Americans should understand Israel's point when you have basically a neighboring race or culture, um, you know, trying to, um, legitimize their nation by means of genocide, by means of, um, torture, killing, kidnapping, um, and, um, holding hostage people for their political and monetary aspirations, um, to, um, gain what they need to have a nationhood so in a sense it's a conflict that um, may have peace treaties come out soon may have peace but it will never truly have peace until all parties can come together and iron out something where it's not just walls on either side uh, preventing a country from being a country um, and when you look at the geographical thing you have um a country that's trying to buy and to be a port city to be um able to have commerce and um you know goods and services for the people, and you have a country that um you know always gets aid from around the world due to its faith based nation, so there is no pro and con on either side because You can find a fault on either side. Um, Gaza Strip was being bombed when Obama was in office, and it was being, um, they were having attacks and warfare when Trump was in office, when Biden's in office. So, uh, the U.S. basically is just like monitoring, but they want to aid the welfare of our people that's there because we have people that are being held captive as well. Um, if you want to go back we had um, situations happen, there where, um they had hostages of ours before uh, Jesse Jackson came in and um, helped get those people home. But um, the thing is this, it's a war that's, No end is going to be in sight, even if there is a ceasefire until these people sit down and actually broker democracy in some sense with countries and um, nations. That's not really democracies. Uh, You have outside factions trying to use their stake and claim with the, um, you know, joint. Um, partnerships that they have within these countries and in a sense war is profitable Um, you have um, people profiting if Israel basically has Palestine in control you have people that will profit if Palestine has more of a stake in the say Um, and that's the problem Um, outside interests we're seeing all over the world is affecting different wars and climates we like um in Ukraine you know you have the Ukrainian people their government their country and then you have Russia um Russia is backed by many countries China you know and in a sense China can watch um and try to navigate what they're going to do in Mongolia and other places by what they see Russia doing. So, if you were China, and you're like, you know, at some point, we might want to take Mongolia back. We might want to, you know, get that imperial China borders back. Just like Russia's trying to get the USSR, SSR, sorry, um, borders and countries back. And they're really not nice about how they do it and like what we're going to see um, in coming years is conflicts between countries um, trying to take other countries expansion is going to start back in other countries because resources are getting scarce if you don't believe resources is getting scarce think about the cost of wheat with the Ukraine thing think about the cost of Certain things and goods and services, whenever we have a conflict, they go up. Oil prices go up whenever there's something in the Middle East. These are things that's going to come more and more as weather and other climate change type things take hold of the world. We're going to have people fighting for resource rich land like Ukraine is rich in wheat and agriculture. So, of course, Russia wants it. It has starving people um taiwan is going to be something that we're gonna have to watch the world as the world watches gonna have to watch to see um if you know taiwan isn't in some conflict like ukraine eventually mongolia the same you know uh and if we even look at things like this we have uh at our southern border in the US we have potential to have um you know factions of an ISIS or Hamas type nature take hold in countries like Haiti um and in countries in South America with FARC and other in, um other groups trying to take hold of power in um southern um Hispanic countries and What we're going to see is when resources get scarce, those strong-armed agendas and strong-armed, you know, we need the resources, they have the resources, we take the resources because of our military might type things happening. So what's the, what's the win for the world in this is basically we're going to have the. Give people seats at tables that we necessarily wouldn't have seats to have discussions, to have real talks on sustaining peace and sustaining support for people. So we don't have innocence in the crosshairs of just, you know, people fighting for their voice, their stake, their um, livelihood, um, their children's rights. You know, their rights to food, water, you know, shelter. Um, We're going to have that. So that's age old. Uh, I will say um, from the American side of things, we are a young country. We haven't had as many of the problems that um, some of these countries are facing, but we're not too far away. Um, in our country from having such type, um, issues take hold, like, um, socialist parties trying to take, uh, over government. We're, we're seeing that with, you know, MAGA, um, trying to take hold in America where it's a sense where it's classism and racism to this extent. Um, when it gets to the point of genocide, that's when it's a war, a civil war type war Um, and that's not really necessarily happening but it's it's down the road if we don't really look at things and we've tried to stop um, collusion with countries like Russia at our borders um, and Nicaragua and Cuba and even Venezuela but, um, you know, in Venezuela is pretty much, we, we know that Russia has influence and we keep an eye on Venezuela, so if they ever put someone in office that is pro- communism, pro-Russia, um, then yes, we will have that threat at our backyard. Um, to a sense, uh, you could even get these factions to our northern border. If, um, People um, in Canada um, derive a radical group and they seek to, you know, try to destabilize that country. But um, in a sense, resources is pretty much what's causing conflict and everything. The reason Biden pushes for green, low emissions, and um, clean cars is to. In a sense, wean us from all dependency, our dependency on Middle East nations for oil. Even though oil is traded in U.S. dollars, you know, which helps stabilize our um, economy, um, it's not guaranteed that it's going to stay that way. Gaddafi tried to, to switch it to the gold dinar shortly after Gaddafi was killed and, um, was um, died in quick fashion. To, uh, <laughs> so um, when those challenges come up uh, some way or form, it is neutralized. But imagine if collectively the Arab union says we want to, we want it backed in our dollar. It comes from our country, you know, but here's a sense of, of something of how um, kind of litmus the world is. There is a whole continent where resources has been fleeced by every country, and not really paid to that that place area, and that's Africa. Uh, in a sense, um, Africa gives rich resources to most of the world. If you're using a touchscreen phone, you know, cobalt and other things that comes from there is kind of doing that for your phone. And you know, in the areas where these people are mining it, having effects from um, exposure and mining of these substances, you know that we use and as resources, rich resources is um pretty much um like um getting warfare and constant bombardment from warlord groups because it's backed by um. The other countries, in a sense, to they need these these um, people to stay in conflict because if they ever unify, then their resource-rich pipeline is getting cut off, and that is what we're going to see with Russia and Ukraine, <clears throat> and that is, in a sense, uh, the, the resources is why we're seeing Palestine now trying to attack israel um borders and uh, you know just basically they don't want to be feel like prisoners anymore they want freedoms that you know most countries have um and in a sense um is it fair i leave that up to your in your minds but politically uh warfare is not fair but in warfare there is a need that's trying to get served by one side attacking the other if we attack them we can establish this if we attack them we can gain this if we attack them and conquer them we have this that's warfare in general for all stakes even when you go back to feudalism you know um, if the you know a campaign was waged against another country then they did it for richest resources and uh, to expand their boundaries but um, this isn't new um, but the way we are seeing it played out now is more visible it's more visceral it's more, um, it's more seen. So when you see horrors like children and elderly and people being slaughtered, uh, it's triggering. No matter what side you're on, um, no matter what side you see it from, it's or uh, happen to. It's triggering. It's a trigger notion. So there. Um, can be no fix but peace you know one side if one side wins the other side still feels that they are being oppressed so the only path and pathway and solution to less bloodshed less conflict less uh, argument um, political disagreements religious disagreement is a peace and will we see that in our lifetimes maybe you know um, but we're seeing it play out in our country. We're seeing people of Jewish faith being persecuted. We're seeing people of Islamic and just, well, we'll just say Islamic because the average person can't tell a Palestinian from a Muslim. So they just lump them in all together, you know, and it's, uh, the hate that they're seeing at mosque and, and it's being seen at synagogues and it's being seen on college campuses um you know, by America being a molten melting pot um, when conflicts happen in the world, we have to kind of look in our home house because at that point, we could have people in our house at odds with each other because of something happening from abroad. And the ramifications of this is the same thing that's going on in Israel. If somebody attacks a Jewish synagogue, or if somebody attacks a mosque, or say if somebody attacks a mall or school, there's innocents in there that have no stake, no claim, no you know bones in the fight that will be affected, uh, will be targets, and to a sense um, that's. What we're fighting right now, that's what we're trying to um, do in America when we're talking to both sides, is we're trying to lower collateral damage. And it's warfare. It's like a fist fight at a bar between two angry people. Um, And they're knocking over bar stools and breaking furniture and glasses and bottles. And that's the collateral damage. That's the stuff that the owner... (laughs) Uh, that the people of that bar are going to have to pay for. Or, or, or that the countries, in this matter, are, are seeing, are feeling, you know, the collateral damage, you know. That hospital doesn't only serve Palestinians, it serves uh, Jewish people too. That hospital, you know, doesn't necessarily have any, you know, you have to be this to be cared when people taking a Hippocratic Oath to care um, so what the world's kind of needing is peace accords So more peace accords and more outside com- countries that do have interests basically condemning both sides Um We're so pro-Israel that we won't condemn, you know, the the collateral damage from them. We're so anti-Hamas that we won't um, speak up on the fact that um, people that are not Hamas in Hamas-target-rich areas have rights and need protection resources too. And it's owed to both sides to do that. How do you protect a resource convoy that can be robbed for AIDS warfare? You can't. You And with so much rival territory to bring the caravans through, you can't guarantee it's going to get there. You can't guarantee that Hamas or another country might not take hold of it. You can't. And uh, with constant of airspace you can't even guarantee that we can make a drop of it so we're going to see this situation just get nastier, uglier if there is no strong peace talks or no strong actions from other countries condemning both sides like you're going to need a Jordan or a Lebanon you know, to say, hey, innocent people are getting killed on both sides. Let's lessen and stop this. Let's get them aid and let's guarantee that this aid gets there. Let us send some troops to guarantee that this aid gets to these people and it is given out to where it is, that the medical care is given to where it needs to go. And if that can't happen just because of flag carrying, then. Hey. Hey. We're going to see this conflict is bloodier and more people try to come in uh, for the sake of those flags. So this is um, just a little simple like discussion where I'm just trying to equate some biased, you know, fact in there. But as an American, most people um, of the other side wouldn't see my um, view as bias. Um, So. I'm trying to appeal to that, those people, those listeners, and just say, yes, I see as an American, I can see your claim. But as an American, I can see the the gray in between of like how many innocent people of your of your flag has to die and how many innocent people of the other side have to be butchered or die for this cause before you see that like you're basically hurting your own people and others. Um and it's gaining no ground in your matter. It might cause people to want to come to your cause when you, you know, try to do um, you know, false flags or righteous flags, I guess. Um, but in a sense In today's age, it can be seen. There's somebody that probably had a good filming of a rocket taking off and it didn't quite clear or ignite to propel, and it fell down. And it fell down on something that hurt and harmed innocence. You know, if you're the other side and you fired that rocket and oops, you, you know, fired on your own people, of course you're not gonna want to take responsibility you need angst to continue your war to get to your means of what you started that war for so you're not gonna take responsibility of course you're gonna play the blame game and you're gonna pass it off of course they're not gonna take responsibility for it because um then that makes them look like you uh in a sense um that makes them look like they're um, being vile, evil, and uh, vengeful, you know. So where is the good in war? There's never good in war we're on either side and in between, you know. Um, you know, you can see where, like, you can see over here, if we started a war tomorrow in the United States civilly, It's going to have reverberations around the world. There's going to be countries that do commerce with us. That's going to be affected because they can't get their commerce done. They're going to have countries that's wanting to get their products, their goods into America to sell, to help their country that can't corporations are going to fall. You know, you got people to our North and South. That's going to be hurt. You know what happens when you have a conflict within a country? Oh, well we got to tighten down borders. That means even with the process of legitimately coming in as a citizen, you can't, you know, it's pretty much neutrality at that point. Nationalism first. And in America, we haven't really exercised nationalism for a while. We, we tend to take in a lot of people every year, but here's the thing. Um, people are starting to take advantage just like in the Israel, And Palestinian thing, Hamas is starting to take advantage of you know, hey, they're gonna bring aid in, Uh, we can feed our troops, we can take care of our troops with that if we seize it. So, that's the whole crux of the matter. It's like three factions, as I said in the beginning, is three people trying to um, gain for their cause. Three people trying to like keep their cause going. Granted, Hamas is not Palestine, Palestine is not Hamas, Uh, Israel is not the U.S., and the U.S. is not Israel, but all these parties are now in this fight, so in the end, how can it be fixed, how can it be minimized, how can you de-escalate this without all coming to the table? A little something to think on, a little something for you to um, carry in your conversations with friends and family. But um, that's all I wanted to leave here today. I've been asked what I was going to touch on this subject. I didn't really want to because of just such anger on either side, such strong opinions on either side. It's um, kind of a hard subject escape and escape bias, but um, we'll see. What you all think, um, hit me up at legionlucas at gmail.com, and we'll continue this subject a little bit more as we watch how this plays out um, in the world and plays out in um, TV and news. Um, Thank you for your time, and as always, love, peace, and happiness.